You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. A lot to get to on this Friday, despite it not being a game day Friday. Speaking of BYU football being in action, but we have a big BYU basketball game as they head to Missouri State tomorrow. We'll preview that matchup from Mark Pope's squad as they try to rebound from that loss at UVU. We'll also talk about the surprising news of the day yesterday. Bronco Mendenhall resigning his position at Virginia. Wow. What a development there. We'll examine that. And, of course, we'll get to everything else you need to know as a BYU fan and also answer some questions that came in from yesterday's show as well. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our friends over at Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN's College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive on in on a Friday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 3rd, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. Some of you might know me by my radio alter ego, Yawk, but nonetheless, I am here with you guys talking BYU sports every single day. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day as we get you apprised of everything you need to know as a BYU fan. My only request for you guys right now, which is the end of the year is upcoming, you're going to be spending time with family and friends you maybe haven't seen in quite some time, literally due to the pandemic. I would hope you guys would share this with your family and friends. Tell them it's a free thing that you can listen to on your phone or on your mobile device, and we do it every single day. If they're a BYU fan who wants BYU talk every day, they want to know what's going on with the Cougars, well, here's a nice little resource, and the best part is we try and keep it to a nice, tidy 30 minutes or less to get you guys done and on your way, and you're up to speed on everything you need to know as a BYU fan. As I like to say all the time, I want you guys to be the smartest BYU fans in the room. So thank you for your support as always, and hope you guys are having a fantastic holiday season. It's absolutely bonkers to me to think we've already reached December, but you know what? Here we are. All right, let's get going actually and talk some BYU sports today, and let's start off with some surprising news in the college football world, and I meant to start with college basketball, but honestly, when this news broke yesterday... I uh, had stepped away from Twitter for a little bit. I was doing some things with my family and with my kids and uh, opened up my phone in late afternoon hours and all of a sudden I see a bunch of things saying, Bronco Mendenhall talking about the reason he's stepping aside and I'm like, hold on, what? Do we do we rehash what happened six years ago when he left BYU? No. Bronco Mendenhall, and if you've been living under a rock, here you go, breaking news. Bronco Mendenhall has resigned his position as the head coach of the University of Virginia Cavalier football program, and I'm as stunned as anybody, my friends. What an absolute stunner. Uh, a lot of the national talking heads when it comes to college football were pontificating on it, saying that every year you get one job that seemingly just opens up for any given number of reasons, and this happens to be that job. Broncos' comments made it sound like he's just essentially worn out, wants to recharge a little bit, find something else. and. Uh, 
many of us uh, can recall when he left BYU, and crazily enough, it's almost uh, six years to the day since he got hired at Virginia. It was December 4th, 2015, if I recall correctly. So tomorrow would be the six-year anniversary. So he was two days short of the six-year anniversary of his hire at Virginia when he resigned that position. And he will remain as the head coach through their bowl game. So... He's not leaving immediately, but he will be gone by the end of this month and move on to other things. But many of you will recall where you were at when you found out that he was leaving BYU for Virginia. I remember it vividly. I was actually at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, walking to the car with my wife. We'd just been a great day riding rides and checking out Harry Potter World and all that jazz. And we were walking towards the car, and all of a sudden, I get an alert, an ESPN alert. You guys, you guys all have that ESPN app, right? And it, I pull up my phone and it says Bronco Mendenhall resigns position at BYU to become head coach of Virginia. And I'm like, huh? And my wife's like, what's up? I'm like, Bronco just left BYU. And she was like, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding. But in the comments, when he made that transition, when he announced he was leaving BYU to go to Virginia, he talked about the fact that he is a program builder. It's something he's always enjoyed doing. And obviously, he built BYU into many aspects of what it is today. The nice part is Kalani Satake came into a really turnkey operation, it felt like in some ways. The platform was there. The base was built. And Bronco won 99 games in 11 seasons. He averaged nearly 10 wins a season during his time at BYU. But I think he stayed past his, uh, what he would consider his expiration date at BYU and got a little fed up with the fans and decided he wanted to go and rebuild something else. And did he rebuild Virginia? Absolutely. He made it to the Orange Bowl. He won a division title there. He did everything he wanted to do at the Power 5 level. And I'm just reading between the lines here. Let me be very clear about this with his comments because he didn't address it head on. I think he did what he wanted to do at Virginia, proved what he could do at a second program, and now he's off to look for the next challenge. Whether that next challenge is that he resumes coaching at some point, because he's only 56 years old, if I recall correctly, so he's still relatively young in the coaching game. He could very well spend another decade on the sidelines or more. We've seen guys go into their 70s and coach for at a very high level, but or if he decides he wants to do something else, so go to motivational speaking, wants to be a consultant, uh, man, the LDS Church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they could do a lot worse than putting Bronco Mendenhall in a leadership position, I feel like, and obviously we all know that are members of the faith. That's You don't just lobby for that, and that's just not something they just throw at you, but... There are so many different avenues that Bronco can pursue. And maybe, simply put, he just wants to move to the beach and surf every day because he's secured the bag, folks. He made $3 million the very first year he was at Virginia. So if you extrapolate that, I think he got raises every year that he was at Virginia. So over six years, he secured north of $20 million at Virginia alone. And if you go by his BYU salary, I'd venture to say he probably averaged around a $1 million at BYU. We don't know the numbers that he was making at BYU. But I'd say he was probably sitting around a $1 million at Average over those 11 years. This is a guy who's probably netted north of $30 million. Okay, net is probably not, but gross has netted 30 plus million dollars. He is set for life. He secured the bag and he can move on and do whatever he wants to do. If he wants to surf every day, he can do that for the rest of his life and live a very, very cushy life. Bronco, Wish you well. Happy trails to you. And we'll see what happens for him down the road. Now, the interesting part is he has 10 assistant coaches out there at Virginia who are now very much in flux. They have no clue what is going to happen. Are they going to promote a guy like a Nick Howell or Robert Anaya to head coach of Virginia and keep some continuity going? I don't know. I, I, we'll obviously see how things filter out over the coming days and weeks. But be very interesting to see what happens. And I threw it out on the Locked On Cougars Twitter feed and asked the question, with Bronco Mendenhall resigning, 
resigning his post with Virginia, do you expect or want any of his assistants to return to Provo to join Kalani Sitake's staff? That was the question I threw out on the Twitter feed. And some interesting responses rolled in. Let's start off with this. Steven Jackson to Stephen P. Jackson. Bring back Robert and I. JK. I don't think Robert's coming back to BYU anytime soon, folks. Reed Beatsy. Reed Beatsy says he's, uh, he was responding to another one. He said his assistants, because our good friends over at um, SSN underscore Cougar said, well, bring Bronco back to BYU. Bronco, if he wanted to come back to BYU as a defensive coordinator, I, I, you'd consider it because that dude is an elite defensive mind. Uh, but the defense at Virginia this year, what an awful defense. Uh, Glenn at G. Hansen 25, he wants Kelly Papinga back. All right. Brandon Hansen says, I'd like 2J and K-pop. Atuaya would be fun to have back on the sidelines as well. Marky's son was playing football at Timview High School the past two years, folks. So Marky's got plenty of ties still to Provo. Uh, Chase Troutner, Captain underscore Trongo, says if some of our current staff, Captain Strongo, excuse me, says if some of our current staff look to pursue other opportunities, I think I'd be okay with some of Broncos guys coming back. I, I think that's a pretty well-reasoned take. Uh, Dodger BYU fan of Jared Slack says DC. Okay, well, he wants to Kelly Papinga to come back as defensive coordinator. He's responding to G. Hansen's 25's tweet. Uh, the Zoo, but that the underscore Zub. 2J could be a fun ad. Uh, he's an offensive line coach. Currently, they have an offensive line coach in Daryl Funk, who I think is doing a great job at BYU, but you never know. Big Uncle Pooh says, I want Nick Howell back so Tuiaki haters can have, leg- have a legitimate complaint. All right. Personal note, I don't want Nick Howell anywhere near BYU's football program. Just That's just my personal opinion. I've, I've got my own issues with that, and I could do a whole podcast on, but uh, Nick Howell... I am interested to see what his future holds. That is a dude that has latched himself to Bronco Mendenhall. I do wonder. And the other thing about this is, uh, let me just insert this here. All of these assistants that Bronco Mendenhall has had, many of them have spent many, many years, if not their entire careers, working for Bronco. I do wonder how things are going to go with regards to them having to maybe find new gigs. It will be interesting to see what kind of contacts they've all made. Uh, guys like Jason Beck. I, Jason Beck's in here. I think old school BYU brought this up. Each one of them need to go get a job elsewhere to grow their career. Beck could be a future head coach if he wanted to grow in his career. Go get an OC job somewhere. And Jason does have OC experience. He's at Simon Fraser University up there in Canada. It's actually the only division. Uh, it's the only Canadian school that plays in American football or the NCAA. It's kind of funny how that worked out, but he does have some OC experience, but yes, he's latched himself to Bronco Mendenhall and has followed him uh, from BYU to Virginia. Maybe they do need to branch out a little bit and see what other opportunities have for them. Uh, ben Anderson, a jammer underscore 801, says BYU needs Papinga. Kelly would be a fantastic guy to bring back as a recruiter. He is just an effervescent personality. I love him as a human being, and I think if there was an opportunity to bring him back, I'd very much consider it. Kelly, P- Kelly Papinga would be on the short list for me. I think that I'd also have Jason Beck on the short list. I'd have Mark Yatuaya on the short list. Other guys, okay, whatever. Um, other ones here. Says third and two, a big blue one. We have pretty good assistance other than the obvious. Okay, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that big blue one. The BYU does have pretty good assistance, but uh, the obvious one, I'm not sure who you're talking about. So let me know. I'd be happy to acknowledge that. Other responses here coming from Brandon Bourget at BourgetYR says Jason Beck. Uh, Dynamite at Dynamite 6371. Papinga only. Nick Chadwick. Jason Beck is QB coach and A-Rod can focus on being offensive coordinator. Well, we all know there are limits. You can only have the 10 assistant coaches. So you have to push some guys out to make room for these guys. And that's the interesting part about this uh, to see what happens. And the, the other thing about this is that BYU 
they've had pretty good continuity with Kalani Satake. We all saw that uh, Jeff Grimes moved on last year. Also, Eric Mateos going with them, and they uh, inserted Kevin Kloon as well as Daryl Funk into those positions. Well, could some change come on the horizon with regards to other assistants? There's been a lot of guys who have been around Kalani for his entire run in Provo for the six years he's been there. It'd have to take some maneuvering to find opportunities for the other Virginia coaches. But my biggest thing is I wonder how these Virginia coaches who are suddenly just thrown out there are going to either find new jobs or are they going to do something else? It'd be interesting. This is going to be a very, very interesting uh, test case for me because I look at this and feel like uh, – that these coaches that worked under Bronco Manhall, their loyalty to him could either be a blessing or a curse in this instance. Did they build up enough contacts during their time sticking with Bronco through thick and thin that now as they look for another opportunity, will those opportunities materialize? Will they come up? We shall see. But uh, another thing we need to talk about this, and we'll, we'll talk about this probably next week at some point. There are some recruits that BYU could be eager to pick off from Virginia. Think of guys like Andrew Gentry, Carson Gay, the McKenzie twins, who are all commits to Virginia. Uh, Joe Brown from Lone Peak High School, one of the standout offensive linemen for the Knights this year, is also a commit to Virginia. Could BYU scoop up some of those guys? I'll do some intel on that and see if I can find out more about it, but it's an interesting conversation in its own right. Just one of those crazy things about college football. Bronco Mendenhall stepping aside. Who would have thought, but apparently he is trying to plot his next move, and we wish him well, and no matter or what it might be because Bronco for all of his quirks he is a grade A human being let me be very very clear about that point all right coming up here in just a minute let's talk some BYU basketball they are headed to the show me state tomorrow to take on Missouri State an interesting showdown as the Cougars go up against one of the programs that is actually really really good that gets overlooked on BYU's schedule this is a quad one game what to expect as BYU tries to rebound from that disappointing loss at UVU we'll delve into all of that in mere moments today's show is brought to you by our friends over at bet online absolutely love this company they've had you covered all season long with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues their march towards the playoffs bet online remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season Head to their updated website or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you do to take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus is to use the promo code Locked On when you make that deposit and you get 50% of whatever you deposit added in as free money to play with with our friends at BetOnline.ag. From basketball to football to NHL boxing and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season as BetOnline online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports that's betonline.ag where the game starts Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at Intercap Lending. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap, they get deals done. They offer a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you because anybody who's been through that process knows how stress-inducing it can be. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer at Intercap, Steve Carter, has delivered 
delivered to hundreds of our Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On founder David Locke. David obviously is a wild card. He's a hard man to track down and keep on point. But if Steve can help keep David on track throughout the entire process and get it done, Steve can help anybody. He'd love nothing more than to help you. And the best part about it, when you tell them that you're a Locked On Cougars listener, you get their corporate rate discount. Yes, they're taking care of you guys and trying to lower the cost as much as possible. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast, it's not a new company. Intercap has been assisting uh, customers, excuse me, with all their mortgage needs since 1978. They have 43 years of experience. And Steve Carter's been providing Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. So he'd love nothing more than to help you guys out. Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but is licensed to help with all your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. You happen to live outside the state of Utah, Intercap can still help you guys out. Give Steve a call. He'd love nothing more than to talk to you guys. His direct number, 385-800-8528. That's 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. For more information, visit intercaplending.com or call Steve up and just ask him any question you got. 385-800-8528 once again is his direct line. That's Intercap Lending, NMLS 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's talk some BYU basketball. The men's basketball program is headed to Missouri State for a showdown against the Bears. This game is set for 2 o'clock Mountain Time. It will be televised on CBS Sports Network tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Greg Rubel will be on the call for that. I'm looking forward to this matchup. Now, some of you are probably wondering, what in the world is BYU doing going to Missouri State? They are 4-3 on the the season. They're currently sixth in the Missouri Valley Conference. Why in the world is BYU taking on this type of a game? Well, to be frank, the reason why they're doing it is because Missouri State was an NCAA tournament team last year, and going to Missouri State, as uh, our, as Mark Pope excuse me, acknowledged earlier this week, is that going there makes this a quad one game for BYU. You win it, you get a quad one victory. If you lose it, you still get the bounce from being a quad one quality loss, and that sounds like a really, really nebulous term, and it is, but but it's a legit thing, folks. It, it exists. Yes, Missouri State is not off to the start. I think they envisioned for themselves sitting at 4-3. and three. They are opened their season with a loss to Southeast Missouri State. Then went on a three-game win streak, beating Alabama State, Sam Houston State, and Long Beach State in successive games before losing to East Tennessee State. They played a lot of state schools. Uh, losing to East Tennessee State by one point. They did beat George Washington in blowout fashion, but their most recent game earlier this week, they lost at Illinois State 79-74 in overtime. What do you need to know about the Missouri State Bears? Well, there are two big names on their roster that you need to know, and they are their leading scorers, Gage Prim and Isaiah Mosley. These guys can absolutely fill it up, folks. In seven games each so far this season, Gage Prim is averaging an even 20 points per game. He's also averaging a double-double with 10.6 rebounds. He's six foot nine, 230 pounds, a well-put-together athlete, and he's going to be an absolute bear trap for BYU to try to continue. Without uh, either Rich Harward or now Gavin Baxter, BYU's front line is paper thin. Fus Traore is very, very good. I think Atiki Ali Atiki is going to be a good player in time, but they are both true freshmen. I also don't think that you're going to find a long-term answer in having Caleb Lohner suit up at that five spot. So you're going to have to just kind of throw different 
lineups at Missouri State. There is a huge question mark with BYU right now, how they're going to go about defending Gage Prim, I feel like, going into this game. And Isaiah Mosley, you double a guy like Gage Prim, Isaiah Mosley's going to make you pay for it. He's 6'5", 194 pounds. He is from Columbia, Missouri, so he's uh, not too far away from home. He's averaging 18.3 points per game, five rebounds. These two dudes can absolutely fill it up. And then Jalen Minette is the only other player on Missouri State who's averaging double-digit points on the season with 12.8. But, man, this is... I'm worried, folks. I am really worried about this matchup for BYU, especially after the struggles we saw the Cougars have at UVU on Wednesday night. It was it wasn't pretty. We all we all saw it. And over time, you watched them fall apart, and they just could not generate buckets. That offense seems to be just kind of spinning its wheels in mud, and I'm really really scared that BYU doesn't have a ready-made answer for what they're going to do to get their offense flowing. I think you need to have guys like Alex Barcelo go hunting his shot a little bit more. I know that's outside of what he typically likes to do. He's not a guy who likes to force the action, but in this circumstance and with BYU's front line struggling and other guys that are alongside him on the guard line, Caleb Lohner, 2 of 11 on Wednesday night, he needs maybe to go out and put on what we'd call a Jimmer-like performance. Go out, put up 30-plus points, hunt your shots, high usage rate, the whole shebang. Do that. I threw it out another question of the day yesterday on Locked On Cougars. I threw it out and some responses. I asked the question, how concerned are you with BYU's offense currently? What needs to change? And Drew at TwinGuy33 says, more guys need to step up and be aggressive. Can't just rely on Barcelo and T. John Lucas. When teams lay off you, you need to make them pay by scoring. Some guys are not looking to score. And I actually, Drew, that's a very savvy observation from you. I felt like there were opportunities and looks in that UVU game that guys like Caleb Lohner passed up on. I said on I said about Trevin Nell uh, in the uh, podcast we did for Thursday, so yesterday's podcast, I felt like he has never been the shooter he's been advertised to be. It'd be a great time now for that to come to the forefront and him actually live up to that billing. If he's going to be, if he's going to prove me wrong, I'd love nothing more than that because that means he's shooting the three at a high clip and making it at a high percentage because so far in his career, it's been spurts and stops in terms of any type of consistency on that front. And they do need to have guys step up. Gideon George, hopefully he's healthy and feeling better and he can make the trip to Missouri State. He is a creator, a guy who can create all offense you'd like to see him take on a little bit bigger of a role but BYU there's no ready-made answers on the offense also Preston and Corinne Arnold at BYU Arnold's weighing in says I'm pretty worried the ball needs to go in the hoop more thank you for that but if you do that you risk decreasing our offensive rebounds there's clearly no easy solution okay I'm wondering if you're joking with that uh, Preston and Corinne but BYU is rebounding at a high clip. The problem is, yeah, with the secondary opportunities, are they scoring at a high percentage of them? Not really. They need just to get buckets. Get buckets, get points, get get W's. I'd like to say BYU going into this game against Missouri State should be the favorite, but I'm terrified right now, folks. I, I, this very well could be a situation where BYU loses both games this week, and then they're looking at a, a in-state game against a very, very strong Utah State team next week uh, I see a three game losing streak suddenly staring BYU in the face I don't want to take them two and three at a time but man I'm scared I, I feel like this BYU team has shown a lot of grit a lot of tenacity and has found ways to win games they need to find another way to win games. And I'd love nothing more than to talk about on Monday about how they went out and beat Missouri State out there. 
We'll see. A very, very interesting matchup between the Bears and the Cougars. Once again, that uh, game set to tip off at 2 o'clock Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. Of course, I'll be tuned into it and hope you guys will be tuned in as well. And we'll recap whatever happens. On Monday. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we will round out the week, round out today's show with everything else you need to know about BYU sports. A huge showdown in Santa Clara, California today for the BYU women's soccer program. They're already playing with house money, having accomplished something they've never accomplished in program history. They'd love nothing more than to keep that rolling. We'll talk about the College Cup matchup they have with the defending champion Santa Clara Broncos here in just a minute and catch you guys up on the other teams in action this weekend, the women's volleyball program opening up their NCAA tournament at home. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. And of course, it's the holiday season. We want you guys to grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and enjoy it on the go this holiday season. We all know that we're going to be busy, whether you're shopping, going to a party, all that stuff. The best part about Built Bars is they are amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but they are filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, and covered in 100% real chocolate. And the best part, they are high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, both delicious delicious and healthy. And the best part is there's so many different flavors out there. You'll have a hard time choosing which is your favorite. I am a gigantic fan of the Cherry Barcia, but the Coconut Brownie Crumble, when it's available, is one of my favorites. Cookie Dough Crumble, there are just absolutely incredible flavors out there. I guarantee you can find a built Bar that works for you. And of course, with the holiday season, there are all kinds of treats out there. Why not replace some of them with the healthy option with a built Bar? So get to built.com right now and place your order there. While you're there, you can still save 15% by using our promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And of course, you're also supporting BYU football when you support our friends at built Bar because they have a name, image, and likeness agreement with the entirety of the BYU football roster. So when you support Built Bar and order your Built Bars for the holidays, whether for family, friends, or for yourself, you're supporting BYU football in the process. So once again, get to Built.com, place that order now, use the promo code LOCKED15, save 15%, support BYU football, and support our friends at Built Bar. One more time out on today's podcast is spend some time talking about our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. Seth Baird has been a longtime aficionado of this podcast, one of our OG sponsors here on the show, and he would love nothing more than to take care of your pest control needs. So that way you don't have to worry about them. All Guard Pest Control is the best of the best in the pest control game, and I can say that because I've experienced it firsthand. All Guard does it right. Whether you have residential or com- commercial pest control needs, they have the manpower, the expertise, and just the overall overall know-how and the ability to get the job done and make sure it's handled the first time the right way so that way you don't have recurring issues. I've had issues at my house that I've thrown at them. None of them have come back in the three plus years they've been taking care of my home. I'd love nothing more than for you to have a similar experience. And the best part about this, you can go just search online for All Guard Pest Control and just see the five-star reviews up and down the internet that exist about them. Seth and his team are the best of the best. So if you have pest control needs, get with them now. 801 801- 1-851-1812 is their phone number. That's 801-851-1812. Or you can go online to their website to learn more there, allguardpestcontrols.com. Yes, that is allguardpestcontrols with an S.com. As I said, Seth is the best of the best. Seth Baird, their owner, a huge BYU fan to boot. So when you give them that call at 801-851-1812, make sure to tell them that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you, and Seth and his team will take care of you guys. That's All Guard Pest Control, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. 
All right, my friends, rounding out this Friday edition of the show. Let's run down everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. And Taysom Hill had a rough night last night, but still, what a trip it was. Passed for two touchdowns, had four interceptions, ran for 100 yards. I had 20-plus fantasy points despite four interceptions in an NFL game. I, I... Got myself in a little bit of hot water with BYU fans saying that Taysom doesn't look like the answer at quarterback for the Saints. I just got to be true to who I am. I don't think Taysom is going to be QB1 in New Orleans long term. I just don't see that happening. The one thing I am happy for with regards to Taysom Hill, let me also say this, is the fact that he has secured 20 plus million dollars in guaranteed money, even if he is relegated to being that gadget player for the rest of his career or for however long he's in New Orleans. He has secured the bag. So props to to him. I hope he has better performances moving forward because I don't think he's going to be benched after just one start for four interceptions because that would just send the wrong message from the New Orleans Saints. And what are they going to go back to Trevor Simeon? Trevor Simeon's absolute dog crap. Let me just be frank about that. They they don't have a ready-made solution on the roster right now for the Saints. So I think Taysom's going to be the guy moving forward here for a little bit. They're going to give a long, hard look at him. And if, if I have to eat crow on that, I'll happily do so. But the good news is Taysom was taking care of himself financially. His family family, his dear wife, he has made himself into a multimillionaire and props to him considering those season-ending injuries, four season-ending injuries in Provo playing for the Cougars. Who would have thought it would have turned out the way it has, but what a great story it is all the same and rooting for the rest of the Cougars in the pros playing this weekend. We'll recap that. We've gotten away from that on the podcast. I apologize. I'll probably get back to that next week. Uh, hopefully get you guys updates on how they perform each week. I probably should get back to doing that, but if you guys like it, let me know. Uh, it's interesting. I do gauge what you guys like and what you don't like on the show by your responses to it. And if you guys want those former Cougar and the Pros updates, I'm happy to keep doing them. So reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. Let us know. Email the show with your thoughts. That is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. The email address to reach out to us. Or my Twitter, my personal Twitter feed, Jacob C. Hatch. You can reach out as well. Alright. Other news we need to touch on today. It's a huge day for BYU Women's Volleyball as well as BYU Women's Soccer. The women's volleyball program, the number 11 seed in the NCAA tournament. They are hosting the Provo Regional, and Utah and UVU will square off in one match at the Smith Fieldhouse. That's scheduled to begin at 4 o'clock Mountain Time, streaming on ESPN+. The winner of that match will face off against the winner of BYU and Boise State. That match between the Cougars and the Broncos is starting at 7 o'clock at the Smith Fieldhouse tonight. Uh, ESPN Plus on that one as well. The two teams that advance will play Saturday night. I believe it's 7 o'clock in their own right. Yeah, 7 o'clock. And whoever wins that will advance to the next round of the NCAA tournament. BYU is a seeded team. They should be the team that advances, and we'll be rooting for them all the way. But obviously, we're going to have to wait and see how things play out tonight. I do think that BYU will handle Boise State relatively easily. I expect they will face off against the University of Utah and Danny Drews, one of the all-time legends for the Utes. But I expect BYU, when the weekend dust settles, they should be moving on, hopefully. And if they don't, it'll be a disappointment. There's no doubt about that. Also, women's soccer, they are in action tonight. They're taking on the defending national champion Santa Clara Broncos out in Santa Clara at Stevens Stadium. Huge opportunity here for BYU. This is the College Cup. This is the final four for women's soccer. Match time is set for 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. So if you're out there in the Bay Area and want to go watch this, you get there by 6.30 and enjoy it. Uh, it'll be televised live on ESPNU. There will also be a live call on the BYU Sports Network, 107.9 FM, on the terrestrial radio, also streaming on the BYU Cougars app, and looking forward to this one. 
BYU, should they win this, they will necessitate a schedule change as the college national championship is scheduled for Sunday. BYU Sunday Sunday play policy obviously would come into effect there. So that national championship game would be moved to Monday should BYU beat Santa Clara. History is very much against BYU in their matchup with Santa Clara during their time at in the West Coast Conference. But no better time than right now, tonight, for the Cougars to overcome those demons, exercise them, so to say, and get in to the national championship championship jennifer rockwood is one of the best coaches in the women's college game she deserves an opportunity to play for a natty i am a huge fan of byu women's soccer and i'm hoping they can go out and prove it tonight beat santa clara and get themselves into that national championship match on monday i'm hoping we're previewing that on monday when we get back here but obviously Let's sit back and see what happens. Uh, As we mentioned, BYU men's basketball is in action uh, tomorrow as they will take on Missouri State. 2 o'clock Mountain Time. It's 3 o'clock Central Time there in Springfield, Missouri. If you want to go watch that, CBS Sports Network. Also, BYU women's basketball is in action. Uh, That'll be uh, tomorrow evening, 5 o'clock in Salt Lake City at the Huntsman Center. Uh, That game is going to be televised on the Pac-12 Networks if you want to watch the women's hoops team in action. The 21st ranked women's hoops team, by the way. Big opportunity for them against their rival, the University of Utah. So a big weekend across all BYU sports. We're rooting on all of the Cougars out there and hope they have fantastic weekends. And also, by the way, when we get back here on Monday, we'll know where BYU's going bowling. I'm hearing very strong things still about that guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, BYU still has an outside shot of the New Year's Six, but all will be revealed Monday morning around, well, I guess by noon on Sunday, we should know where BYU is going to be playing their bowl game and Force comes to worst, yeah, you're going to Shreveport, Louisiana, but we'll find out. So stay tuned for all that. It's going to be a busy Monday on the show, I can tell you that much. We had a busy day today. We're a little over time we typically go, but you know what? When you got a show that's packed as full of information as this one was, you go a little bit over and hope you guys were enjoying it along the way. Thank you for your support as always. Hope you guys have had a fantastic week. And like I said, we'll be back on Monday recapping everything that happened in BYU sports over the weekend. Looking forward to where BYU is playing in a bowl game. A lot to get to. And until then, hope you all have a great weekend. Make sure you check out Locked On Big 12 as your second listen to today because we're your first listen of the day. Locked On Big 12 gets you ready for the Big 12 championship game between Oklahoma State and Baylor. If you're a BYU fan, your rooting interest is actually actually for the Pokes root on Oklahoma State because if Baylor loses, that could help BYU's New Year's Six chances, but your methods may vary. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks again. Have a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 3rd, 2021, and we will catch you guys on Monday. Monday.